The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Alyssa Clements Wilhelm about her fairy tale style at home wedding at the Park Chateau Estate and Gardens in New Jersey. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this venue after starting to plan a Disney wedding and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Alyssa. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for being here today. I would love to start at the very beginning and talk about how you were initially planning a Magic Kingdom Disney's fairy tale wedding and how you decided that you wanted to switch to an at-home event. Absolutely. So it was a very difficult choice. We initially wanted to do something extremely different. And we are big Disney lovers. And we had plans to go down to the Disney Fairytale Wedding Expo. And we were not engaged yet. Um, We've been together at the time for 13 years. And we knew that within the next couple years, we wanted to get married, especially because I would be done medical school by then. And, you know, all of those things. So we started thinking about it before we actually got engaged for real, for real. So we went down for the, the fairy tale wedding expo and he actually surprised me and proposed in front of the castle of Magic Kingdom. And the very next day we had the expo and we got to sit down with one of the Disney fairy tale wedding coordinators. And they sat with us and they basically showed us our options. And we knew we wanted a big wedding. And we knew if we were going to have everybody fly to Disney World from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and take that trip for us, we wanted it to be something that we just couldn't do at home. So we were looking for an after-hours Magic Kingdom reception. And that was all I had envisioned. And ever since I was a little girl, when we used to stay at the Grand Floridian, I knew I wanted to get married in the wedding chapel. And so... In my head, it was going to be a wedding pavilion ceremony, and then it was going to be a Magic Kingdom after-hours wedding. I had no idea what that entailed. I had no idea how difficult it is to plan those types of weddings, and I had absolutely no idea the amount of hands in the pot with that sort of extensive wedding. So when we were sitting down and, and discussing options, which didn't just happen in person. It also continued to emailing back and forth. And we had to wait to hear from the 
proprietor of Magic Kingdom itself. And we got an email all excited that we have been able to secure an after hours Disney wedding for you in Magic Kingdom. At the time, it was behind the castle. And then they just started offering in front of the castle. So we were like, wow, this is going to be magical. This is going to be fantastic. And they said, but wait, we only have one date we can offer you. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. This is the main park of Walt Disney World. I understand. They gave us a Tuesday in January at midnight, which for one, as somebody who plans events, really wanting to satisfy her guests, that seemed a little harsh to me because we have a lot of older family and we also had a lot of important children that we wanted there. And I was so afraid that that would discourage people from coming altogether. One of the other issues was wanting to not have the ceremony in Magic Kingdom and do the wedding pavilion like I had always dreamed was big time discrepancies because the latest ceremony, I mean, obviously correct me if I'm wrong because I've been out of it for a little bit, was I think seven o'clock they were going to do for us. Right. And, and then we were going to have quite a bit of time to kill between the ceremony and the reception. They also brought up the option of actually transporting our guests via monorail from the Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom, which I thought was incredible. I thought that would be so such an immersive experience, but I couldn't get over the date and time. And the fact that it could be pushed, or it could have been held in a ballroom at the contemporary. And that could they told me that could happen up until right before the wedding. Due to the weather, due to the weather, or if they had to extend the park hours for some reason, they said that could happen at any time. They could extend Magic Kingdom's hours. They said there's a possibility you might not get until three o'clock in the morning if we have to extend the hours. And those are things we might not know until several weeks before or say the weather. It could be, you know, a moment before. So the the last thing that was really discouraging was their policy on serving food, because being from New Jersey and have like going to New York and New Jersey weddings, I'm not sure if you are familiar, but food is like a huge part of our weddings. Like the cocktail hours are out of this world. They're like, you know, they're not just past crackers and cheese and like, you know, like the normal stuff. It's like platters upon platters upon platters of food. And they said, if it's under a certain temperature, we will not serve food outdoors. And being midnight to like 4 a.m. in January, there was a very strong possibility that the weather would not be in our favor because I've I've been to Disney like I think I've actually been to Disney World on every single day of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and in January, I've been there in North Faces and Uggs. And I've also been there in the sweater and jeans. But for the the financial aspect, I didn't feel comfortable with all those ifs and buts. And then I started to worry about losing the people important to us and that they wouldn't come. So we talked about it a lot. We talked about it with my parents. We talked about it with Christopher's parents, both of whom helped us with the wedding so much in so many ways. And we decided that after I had been through a lot with my own personal illness and we wanted 
to have a big celebration. And we figured the best way to include everyone would be to do an at-home wedding, but bring those fairy tale and Disney elements with us. Um, I, I didn't realize how many hoops you'd have to jump through to get such a wedding. I should have known since I know Disney and I know how they are with Magic Kingdom, but they gave us the ballroom option. And to be honest, I could get married in a ballroom in New Jersey. So it wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted. I wanted something super special. I wanted something that was super memorable. I wanted to ride down Main Street in the carriage. And we have stunning ballrooms at home. And then when we went to view the ballrooms that were our backup locations, it was, hey, if you want it to look like this, we're going to have to pipe and drape everything. We're going to have to. So it was just, it was a lot of moving parts that I wasn't prepared for. And I decided that personally, there's only so much I can handle, like stress I can handle, especially being a medical student. And although Disney is so important to us, we decided to like bring those elements home so we could ensure that we could have everyone there that we love and care about us and also have more certainty in our day and what was going to happen. Okay, that's great advice. Now, how did you choose the venue where you could bring that Disney magic home? This was a big thing. We actually only viewed two venues aside from Disney. And the first one we viewed was a Ritz-Carlton in Philadelphia, which is close to where we live in New Jersey. And it was beautiful. It was very cosmopolitan. And then we decided to tour Park Chateau because we had been to a wedding at Park Chateau when they had just opened and we were completely blown away. And we knew that we, we wanted more of a magical fairy tale, more than like a cosmopolitan city type wedding. So once we went to tour Park Chateau again, after not being there for a couple years, we were just hooked. And I didn't know this, but Chateau translates to castle, which makes sense. And it felt very regal and it was, it was just mind blowing. Their attention to detail, their food quality, the food quantity was insane. Their grounds, they have these beautiful gardens that you can get married on basically anywhere on the grounds that you want it to. And they also had a wedding chapel, which we are both raised Catholic, but we had decided we didn't want to get married in the church. And since I had always wanted to get married in the wedding pavilion, this really pretty chapel was sort of like my happy medium. It was gorgeous, right on site, didn't have to have people travel between anything. And again, like wanting to create an event that isn't just for us, but is for our guests, having it all right there was super important to us. And they actually built a hotel right next door. So we had like everything we needed all within the grounds of this beautiful venue. And even their staircase, I actually took a Cinderella shoe drop picture down their staircase when I attended a wedding there in 2018 and we replicated it on our wedding. It was truly the most magical venue I've ever been to. And we've been to a lot of weddings, especially being together for so long and going to all of our friends' weddings and I, I've never seen a venue like this, especially in New Jersey. North Jersey tends to have a lot of really beautiful venues, but this was just so our style. It was so spot on. It was that 
that white wedding just it was just gorgeous it was simply gorgeous and I think my fiance knew right away that I was not considering anywhere else and we when we visited we actually put our signature down to hold our date and that was that (laughs) how many guests did you have at your wedding we had about 225 we actually invited more. We lost some guests due to the pandemic. We lost some guests because our date changed. We had four separate dates. Mm. So we lost and we lost a few guests to it being 4th of July and them having plans like out of state. So we ended up being 225 and it was actually perfect. I was a little at first I was like a little upset because you don't want to hear people like not coming to your wedding. But it ended up being everyone that we truly cared about was there. And it was it was like the absolute perfect arrangement in their ballroom, too. So we got very lucky. Did you use the services of a wedding planner? I did not. I am very type A. I like to be in control of most things. So I did it all myself. Our venue also had like really hands-on employees, especially my girl, Devin. She was my constant contact. I could ask her anything. Like she would just, I would be like, hey, how long's the aisle? So I can order an aisle runner. The same aisle runner they have in Disney World, by the way. (laughs) And she sent me a detailed list of the dimensions of every single aspect of that building. Like it was incredible. We met with them twice. They wrote down every single thing we had, every vendor we had, every decoration we had, where we wanted it what they needed to tell the vendors, when the vendors could come. They handled literally everything for us that was like, especially day of. So as a bride, I got to be the most chill bride ever and do absolutely nothing on my wedding day, which was fantastic. But yeah, at this venue, I really truly didn't believe I needed a planner. And also just being Like, I like to reach out to people. I like to reach out to vendors, get a feel for them, see what I like, see what I don't like. So even though it was really time consuming, I I thoroughly enjoyed every single bit of planning it on my own. And, you know, with my fiance at the time, of course, and input from my maid of honor, my sister. But it was it, it was it was doable. It was a lot of work. It was doable. But I consider it so worth it. That's great. Now, you talked about this idea of bringing Disney home. So can you share with my listeners what kinds of Disney touches you were able to incorporate in the event? Absolutely. This is my most favorite part. So first and foremost, my gown. This actually wasn't done intentionally, and I realized it after we ordered it, is the same silhouette as Cinderella's wedding gown in the original Walt Disney cartoon. So that was like, oh my gosh, this happened accidentally, this is fate. But our biggest goal was to make our overall event feel like a Disney fairy tale, more so than just an event themed like one, if that makes sense. We wanted wanted people to feel like they were transported without it being in your face or us telling them what they're supposed to feel. We added some subtle touches, like our string quartet that did our ceremony and our cocktail hour. They played some Disney songs while our guests were being seated, and they mixed them into cocktail hour, along with like their top 40 and the classics. I've never had an ice sculpture at any of my parties I've ever had in my life, so I was like, I need an ice sculpture. 
So, of course, we did Cinderella Carriage. Later that evening, we had a sparkler send-off with an actual Cinderella carriage and beautiful white horse that took us from the exit of our reception, our grand exit, to our hotel, which was literally like 50 feet away, but it was worth it. It was incredible. I had some little details. Our our welcome boxes had, like for the hotel, had little Mickey keys on them that were like bottle openers for our little Coke bottles. Our cake topper was Cinderella's Castle, and we had a hidden Mickey on our cake. Um, we also named a cocktail the Glass Slipper, so we did like this crystal clear martini that had like a little hint of blue, and it was topped with this foam that actually said Christopher and Alyssa, and they lived happily ever after with like Cinderella's Glass Slipper on it. It was super cool. I did a lot of DIY. So I used, I tried to bring the themes into my signage. So I used like a horse and carriage, which was like sort of like my foreshadowing to like our grand exit once upon a time sign. And um, one of my favorite signs was we welcomed everyone into the chapel with a sign that read to all who come to this happy place. Welcome. Um, Only our like most astute Disney observers noticed that one. Um, our guest book was really cool. It was a movie poster that was drawn by an artist to make us look like a Disney prince and princess in what we were actually wearing. So it was like a Walt Disney, the Wilhelms feature film movie poster that we use as our guest book. And I think my favorite incorporation was we had our band who was like out of this world. They played happily ever after as we did our cake cutting because our cake cutting segued into our fireworks show that we had outside um so we thought that was a really cool touch to bring the soundtrack of happily ever after right into our fireworks show that was outside and it was it was really exciting that's cool were you able to play disney songs over the fireworks show You know, to be honest, I didn't know enough about the fireworks show because it was since it was 4th of July, the town set off the fireworks and it ended up being this like gorgeous 30 minute show. Like it was so long. Um, Had I thought about it more, I was like, I wish that I would have thought to give them some sort of soundtrack, some sort of music to play. So we didn't have any music for that. Um. That's one of the things that I would change if I could go back because I know they have like the capability to like play music out there. So I would have definitely done that, especially because it was such a long show. It probably would have made it even more exciting to have music. Even if I did, because, you know, I still have a heart for wishes um, or happily ever after soundtrack would have been really cool. I wish I had thought of that before. But that's great that you basically got free fireworks because the town happened to be setting them off on 4th of July. We got so lucky because we had looked into doing it ourselves on our very first date, which was May of last year. And the prices were out of this world. They were astronomical. And you needed to get like the fire department there, the police there. It was it was something that was just really tricky and really, really expensive. So we were like, you know what? We don't need it. I thought I wanted that as a Disney element. We don't need it. Then when we had to change our date again and the venue texted us and said 4th of July, I was like, I don't know. It's a holiday. I hate to inconvenience people on a holiday. And then they said, wait, 
And they texted me a picture of their last 4th of July wedding. And it had all the fireworks in the background. And I was like, all right, sold. Like, I'm (laughs) sold. Send me the paperwork. Send me the addendum. Let's do this. (laughs) Now, another really cool thing you did, not many people are aware that you can actually order Walt Disney World's white chocolate castle cake topper directly from the vendor who makes them. Can you share the story of how you were able to do this for your cake? This is an interesting story. So I fell in love with the cake at Franck's and that was my inspiration for our cake at our at-home wedding. So I found out from your guide that you could actually order this topper because I had looked high and low for a castle cake topper and literally nothing compared. They were either really small. Disney sells one themselves that's like ceramic. The base is like three inches. It was very small. And for those familiar with the Franks cake, it is no small cake. It is a big deal. And that topper is like the centerpiece of that cake. So um, I reached out to Themes Come True and they said, absolutely no problem. I, I worked with Shelly. She's amazing. And we ordered the cake topper. No problem. Shipping is a little costly because it has to be overnighted and we're in New Jersey. So our options were either to fly down and get it and fly back home with it. But at this time, COVID started happening. So it wasn't really something we felt comfortable with. So we ended up overnighting it to New Jersey, made it safely. And we had it protected exactly like they said. They said, you know, just keep it room temperature so we put it in my parents have like a spare bedroom that was like temperature controlled they took care of it for like two years over the course of our postponements and cancellations and then the week of our wedding our vendor for our cake started working on our cake and they lost power and they had our topper and our topper melted (gasps) and this was Tuesday and our wedding was on Sunday so at first I was like I was actually surprisingly very calm but I had designed our cake around this topper and around the Franks cake so I was disappointed I did have a backup topper that was just like a Swarovski crystal carriage but it just wasn't the same it just didn't feel like it completed the cake so I emailed Shelly at Themes Come True in an utter panic. And I said, I don't know what to do. They melted my cake topper. I know there's way worse things, but I am in tears. Is there any way I can get a new one here in time? She emailed me back and goes, normally I could absolutely say yes and help you with this. However, our kitchen is closed because of renovations so I have no toppers and no way to make one but I just delivered dozens to the Grand Floridian Bakery so I'm going to see if they will give me one to send to you Hmm. and when I tell you this woman created Disney magic and got this topper sent it directly to us we had it the next day so we got it on Wednesday I decided that I was going to, I'm not sure if everybody knows, but the white chocolate is like a little yellowish and our cake was going to be very white. So I bought my own food coloring spray 
and I like sprayed it and sparkled it out with like edible glitter dust so it would match the color of our cake. And I personally brought it to the venue the day of the wedding because I was not giving it to our bakery. Even though they did a phenomenal job on our cake, I was like, I am not risking this again. We paid ridiculous shipping twice because the topper itself is very reasonable for the intricacies of it. It's gorgeous. But I was like, I am not risking this. This topper is going to make it. And by the grace of whomever was looking over us, it made it. (laughs) And it made it to the top of the cake and it looked fabulous. (laughs) That's great. What a fairy tale. (laughs) Oh, it was, it was crazy. So then did you get any feedback from your guests on the Disney aspects of the wedding? I got so much positive feedback. I think so a lot of our guests like Disney, both of our families have been like DVC members. So our families are our fans. We have a lot of friends that are our Disney fans. And some of our, we actually had some cast members at our wedding and they noticed like absolutely every single detail. My friend said, I actually asked her today. I'm like, so what did you think about our Disney aspects of our wedding? Like, did you think it was overkill? And she was like, Alyssa, it was the most magical wedding I have ever been to. And that made me really happy because she didn't say it was the most Disney wedding she's ever been to. Like she said, it was the most magical. And to me, that's what I wanted. I didn't, I didn't want to have to put like our bride and groom Mickey mini ears out for people to know that it was supposed to be Disney magic and Disney fairy tale. And I think a lot of our details were very much tied to our love of Disney, but in a more directed way. And a lot of guests noticed the subtle Cinderella hints. Well, I don't know if riding off in a horse and carriage is very subtle, but um, <laughs> they they noticed like those connections throughout the day. A lot of people noticed some of the songs that were like interspersed. My friend who was an engineer with Disney was so stoked that we played Happily Ever After and that our it was cool because our band played it live. Like it wasn't like a recording. So we had so much positive feedback. I had so many people say that they felt like they were living in an absolute fairy tale for that day. And even that whole weekend, they said. And that was as somebody who truly loves to plan events and loves to get the feedback that was, that was everything. That was just so exciting. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects to achieving that effect when it came to focusing your attention or your budget? So I think when we discussed budget, first and foremost was food. (laughs) So although that's not very, you know, tied in with Disney, we wanted to make sure that nobody left hungry And that everyone would be talking about how good the food was. And I don't know if that's just like a New Jersey Italian thing, but like that was my main focus. Other than that, I I really wanted to make the room, the ballroom and the chapel feel very fairy tale or ethereal and sort of like elevate the space to feel magical. So a big part of that to me was florals and I really feel like my florist knocked it out of the park. She 
she knew what I exactly what I wanted when I said I want to mix some textures but like keep it very white and some light light blue and I didn't want anything too structured because I wanted it to feel whimsical and I wanted it to feel fairy tale so we definitely utilized the budget for food florals and entertainment and within the entertainment we definitely had them um, as I mentioned before, play Disney songs, you know, shout outs to Disney songs, cover Disney songs. So those were my three big things for sure was feeding everyone well, entertaining the heck out of them and bringing them into our story and like enveloping them into our fairy tale. And I think our florist really nailed that. That's wonderful. What were some of the less important aspects where you saved money or you just saved your effort? I've had a Disney fairy tale wedding account where I would like pick and choose things on their website since I was probably 11 and I am 30 years old now. So I saved all these like grand photos of place settings and tablecloths and, you know, all of these like incredible tablescapes and when it came down to planning ours I ended up foregoing custom linens and chargers and things like that because I felt like our room was so gorgeous on its own that I didn't need to spend the money on those details because I didn't think that's what people would be looking at so we definitely saved some money in that aspect like I didn't do charger plates I used they already had beautiful linens, but I just did ivory just to keep it into that like whimsical type feel. I didn't want to drive a color in too hard. So those were definitely ways that we saved some money and used the money in other aspects. Another thing I always thought I wanted was like a dance floor wrap. And then once I saw the room again, I realized it, it like it wasn't necessary. There was a beautiful hardwood dance floor. And if everybody's dancing on it, they're not going to see it anyway. So I would say those like over the top extras were things that I, I skipped out on. Got it. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Sure. So we had 10 bridesmaids. So we started very early. Um, we started at 830 in the morning with our hair and makeup. Um, the venue has its own bridal suite, bridal salon that has this gorgeous room to get ready in with like the salon chairs and mirrors. So our makeup team met us there. Uh, they fed us, they champagned us, they mimosa'd us. And we got to just relax all morning and have girl time. And it was, it was so great. It was so chill. The guys arrived in their groom suite a little bit later because they didn't have all that to do. But they had a barber come and do their barbering, do their hair, their beards, touch them up. And then we opted not to do a first look. So I did a first look with my dad. So after I got pictures of myself with my mom and her helping to dress me, which we started around two o'clock, because that's how long our makeup took from 830 in the morning. We weren't ready till like 130 because there was just so many of us. And I did a first look with my dad, which was very special. And before we knew it, it was ceremony time. And 
what I really liked is that we didn't have to like travel all over the place. So it just ran so smoothly. Everything was right next door to each other. Everything was more so than walkable. Like you could literally jump there. Like it was just so close. Uh, so before I knew it, we were in the chapel. We, we started a little closer to five. We told everybody on the invitations 4.30 so that we could start on time. We had about a half hour ceremony um, that had some very personal touches to it. And then right after that, we went into an hour and a half cocktail hour because an hour was just not enough for the sheer amount of food they had. Um, It was absolutely insane. And since we didn't do a first look, that's when we took photos. Um, So I know that a lot of people do first looks now we're just super traditional so we opted not to and we did we told our photographer straight up we've waited so long for this day we've been together now for almost 15 years our wedding's been postponed three times we want to get pictures but I don't need a million pictures of all my bridesmaids and all my groomsmen because those are just really far away pictures of like 30 people so I told him focus on Chris and I and our families And we actually got to attend our cocktail hour and a half because of that extra time and not going too crazy with group photos. And one of my favorite parts of that was before we entered cocktail hour, they brought us into a private room, which was this like gorgeous library. It reminded me of like the Beast's library. And they brought us um, two of everything from cocktail hour so we could taste every single thing and just relax and sit together and actually have like a moment between us, which was really, really nice. Uh, Then we entered cocktail hour and mingled. And then at 7 p.m. sharp, the doors opened to the grand ballroom. Our huge band was playing. Um, We actually had them play. uh, They had a great horn section, so we wanted to do a Chicago song. So they were playing um, Saturday in the park, but we changed it to Sunday in the park because the lyrics are, I think it was the 4th of July and in the park and we're at Park Chateau. So we were like, this is like the perfect song. And then we made our main entrances. Uh, we actually shortened it a little bit. We announced all the bridesmaids at once and all the groomsmen at once because I always hate when I have to like awkwardly make up a dance move. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had them all come out together and like they danced and cheered So that was really nice. It saved some time because our main focus was like utilizing this band and getting this party started. Um, And then we made our grand entrance with our sparklers and um, went right into our first dance with our and we danced on a cloud, which was super magical. And then, um, of course, you know, you have blessings and dinner and speeches and um we decided to do our cake cutting at 9.25 because the fireworks were going to start at 9.30. So I changed gowns at like 9.20, came out, pulled our beautiful cake into the middle of the dance floor. They played happily ever after. And then we all went outside for the fireworks. And by the time we came back in, they had transformed the cocktail hour room into the dessert room, which was just as impressive as the cocktail hour room. And so our reception went until 11.30. And then from 11.30 to midnight, we had an after party in the cocktail space uh, where we had a DJ come in. And we actually had guests who we thought would be exhausted 
asking the DJ, can you stay? Can you stay longer? <laughs> and I was like, guys, that would be great and all, but like we have a carriage waiting for us outside and I am not missing that. So then we made our grand exit at 1230 a.m. with our sparklers and our horse and carriage that was all lit up. And that's how we ended our night. That sounds amazing. What ended up being your favorite memory out of all of this on your wedding day? I think one of my most favorite things was waiting outside the doors for them to open before I walked down the aisle, especially because we didn't do a first look. So I was really excited to see Chris's face and see all our guests. And I also hadn't seen the chapel since it was decorated, but I was really, I was so excited to walk down the aisle and that was just such a special moment. And I actually had my dad wait outside the door because when the doors opened, I wanted it to just be me because I wanted to do a little modern twist showing that like I am independent. And then my dad joined arms with me. He was inside the chapel and we walked down the aisle. And then um, I think anytime we had alone time was also my favorite. Um, like when we changed for the, um, before the cake cutting and when we had our time alone, uh, in our cocktail hour to like try our food. And even during the reception, like we, we decided that it was really important for us to spend time together that day. Cause all of our friends said, I didn't even see my husband that day. I don't even remember talking to him that day and, and all those sorts of things. And we didn't want that. So we made sure that we spent time together and like actually got to take everything in. And those are my favorite memories for sure. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Ugh. Well, first, the cake topper. <laughs> right. <laughs> the cake topper melting. But I, we were extremely lucky. In New Jersey in July, it tends to be, it could be like 95 degrees. We had an 80 degree day with people said it rained on their drive to our venue. And then when they got to us, there were clear skies. We had the slightest bit of rain during dinner, but it didn't matter because we were in a ballroom. And our only like big snafu was that we had one of those new 360 photo booths and it was like down for half of the evening. But I don't think our guests even really knew because like people just would go in and out as they please to go do it. So people thought it was really neat anyway. But other than, you know, the cake topper situation and our we had one of those like beautiful throne booths to sit in and they accidentally dropped off one single chair but the venue handled that right away I was like who would need one single chair at a wedding <laughs> venue but other than that um I feel extremely blessed especially for somebody as type a as I am I didn't I really didn't fret over anything that day that's fantastic was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I would say I was worried about attendance because of COVID and it being a holiday. And then every time we got a no, I would stress about it so hard. And I was like, oh, I just pictured this huge wedding and blah, blah, blah. And that day, it felt absolutely perfect. I, I felt like I was able to see especially at the altar, I was able to see every guest's face and we did a, a unplug ceremony. So that was really nice. Like no obstruction, everyone we love sitting there. And 
the fact that even though we did have some declines, you know, because of the current events, it, it felt perfect anyway. Our like our room felt like it was just full enough. Our dance floor was bumping all night. And I was also I was really worried about um, my hair and makeup because I'm very particular. But there was just so much joy that day that I was so happy with everything. Like there was not like I didn't usually I would be like, oh, is this eyelash a little off? And I didn't even have any of the, she was like, anything you want me to fix? I was like, no, like, I love it. Like, I'm just so happy. I'm just so like, I'm just so ecstatic that this is happening. So things that I agonized over ended up not even playing a role in the day at all. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future couples who want to incorporate Disney into their at-home weddings? Maybe, like you said, in a way that you feel like you're in a Disney fairy tale rather than you just have a bunch of Disney stuff around. For sure. Um, so I I am not a subtle person in any way, shape, or form. Like, that is just not me. I'm very extra. I'm the most extra person I know. And I say that in a loving way about myself. But... I I didn't want the Disney aspect to take away from us and who we are. And everyone already knows we love Disney. They know we're there all the time. They know we got engaged there. They know we go with our families all the time. They like they know all of those things. So what I tried to do was keep things subtle and in one direction and not try to incorporate, you know, this from this fairy tale and this from this movie and this character from this I I've always loved Cinderella so that was my like subtle theme in the overall fairy tale arch um so I tried to stick with those types of colors as much as I thought about you know including like a rose in a glass I was like hey we're not doing red like let you know like let I I wanted my items to like speak for themselves and I wanted to stay in one direction. So I tried to stay with the Cinderella theme, with the whites and the blues. And I didn't want it to be overwhelming because I wanted everyone to enjoy it, not just people who love Disney. Um, so, and, and when I plan this event, like I said before, having happy guests is so important. Like, of course, this day is about us, but we wouldn't invite all these people if we didn't care about them. So I didn't want anything to detract from our day and our moment. I just wanted it to enhance it. So definitely staying in one direction was very helpful. Uh, definitely incorporating more subtle elements, whether it's a signature drink or a cake topper or a hidden Mickey somewhere. I think it spoke a lot more than, you know, we actually considered having a Mickey and Minnie Kong to the wedding and then I was like what am I doing that's because it was they're not the Disney quality ones obviously if I was in Disney World it would be very different but I was like what am I doing like I'm not in Disney World this isn't you know the real deal anyway I'm going in the Cinderella direction let's keep it that way and I I think that 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 really kept it cohesive and then we took a couple like Cinderella-esque pictures and I think I like tried to bring the you know, the carriage theme all together in the end. And I had a lot of people notice and, you know, compliment on it. And, but my favorite thing was nobody said, 
I loved your Disney wedding. It was, I loved your magical wedding, or that was the most magical wedding I've ever been to, or your wedding was a fairy tale. And I felt like that was a huge compliment because that's exactly what I was going for. That's fantastic. Well, Alyssa, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in bringing some Disney to their at-home wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me on. I will never get sick of talking about my wedding or Disney weddings. So I am very excited to see what comes next. And I can't wait to keep listening to your podcast and checking your book updates and maybe planning a vow renewal in the future. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>